Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another magical episode of Inspiration Point. I'm Andrew. And I'm Adam. And we are back, baby. Well, yes. I am at, at any rate. <laughs> yeah, no, we're both back. Um, it's good to be back with you, sir. It's good to be back with you, too, my brother. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah, excited man. to do our, our recording. It's been a while, and uh, uh, it's, uh, for some reason, you know, it's, I guess in the grand scheme, it hasn't been that long, but it feels long, you know, like I, so how have you been? I've been good, you know, there, so I, I have a couple things that I am pretty pumped about. Oh, and, wow. uh, I, I made myself a, a little Andrew list. It's a very short one, but you know, it's been a while since I made a list. So I thought I short Andrew list. Are you sure it's an Andrew list that not entirely or by or by short? Do you mean only eight pages? That would be short. It is. (laughs) It is shorter than that. Even it is three items. Okay. That are in ascending order. Okay. Of least awesome, but still awesome. Okay. Up to mind-blowingly awesome okay so here's here's number one on the list dangerous destinations is done and the files are being sent off to production excellent that's cool i am jazzed about that it's nice to see it going out there are some production uh Mm -hmm. issues that frankly we can't do a darn thing about um the part for the course at this point, right? It well, there are some things that I didn't even know were really an issue up until recently, but the publishing, uh, or rather, I should say, printing industry at large is facing a paper and pulp shortage, so it could potentially be up to and it, it makes my stomach turn to say this, but it could be up to six months before the books can actually be printed. Hopefully it's not actually that long, but there's potential for it to be, and there's nothing we can do about it. It's something that the entire printing industry is dealing with right now, boy. So that's something. Although, Thank God for PDFs, right? You know, maybe not as nice. You can't hold it in your hands unless, unless you print it first. You, you put print. it in a binder. Yep. Nothing yep. says excitement like a binder. Dude. Hey, tell that to our college shelves, right? Like that's true. We used I did to, that a we, time or two. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I like those little portfolio looking ones a little more sleek, right? Like. Yeah. Did you ever have a trapper keeper, by the way? I had one when I was in elementary school. I I didn't have one when everyone else thought they were cool. Yeah. Like you got one after when it was lame. When when no one just gave a darn at all. Right. It was yeah. just like, oh, nice, man. It's like there was like a marketing campaign like in the 90s that was like, man, you need a trapper keeper to be cool. Like some some like advertising exec figured out how to like make holding your schoolwork fun and cool. 
And then eventually kids like caught on like, hold on, I think I'm being played. That whoever that person was, man or woman, they were a genius. Let me explain. I have one here near me that I still have from when I was a kid. And and right now it holds like old magic cards or something. Let me hear the Velcro, the big old Velcro strip yeah. on the front. You no, know I there got is you. one. I got you. Here you go. Oh yeah. Yeah, That's did you hear that? Stuff. Mm. Yeah, it's holding some cards. Okay, so the outside main design, and this is a legit trapper keeper by Mead. Okay, mm. and this is the designer series. Registered trademark trapper yes. keeper. Yes. Uh it's about uh, about an inch or so in thickness and um the main design is like a seafoam green with uh-huh. purple like zebra stripes with oh, like a yeah. slight white border to it and then there is like a square that is at like a pitched angle in the in the center and it's just got a mess of colors and triangles and nonsense. There's le- leopard print at the center. You know, and what little this wedges with like? spattered paint. What this sounds like to me are those old generic water cups you would get at a McDonald's. Yeah. You yeah. remember those? <laughs> you know what it is? Like, if you ever watch Saved by the Bell. I was just going to say it's like the yeah, Max. It, it's that, right? <laughs> and then I've got this little flap in the front that keeps it all in. Uh, I don't have the original folders that used to be in there anymore. It's all it's all just replaced with, like, card sleeves. The fact that you have the thing at all. I know, right? Like, it's incredible. Wow. Uh, That's yeah, I remember amazing. getting one of those when I was in, like, elementary school and i and i still have it i mean it's nuts good on you man so, <laughs> or, or i don't know if i mean that's, what what parent was like yeah we're not buying you the nice notebook that makes you excited about holding your homework mine you know my parents <laughs> yeah. that's the answer to your question mine right, maybe i was insensitive i'm sorry oh, you're you, you're opening old wounds for me, I, I was privileged i suppose you cut with, me with, deep okay with my trapper keeper <laughs> which i okay. thought was so cool with, with my 90s designs just spattered just the ugliest things imaginable like somebody thought that this was stylish at some point that's insane but you or your parents. There's no uh, there's no accounting for taste, I guess. And somebody just, just, paid money for that. The 90s were weird, you know, in the early 2000s as they well. They were weird. They were, they were weird. weird. Oh, um, man. But what isn't weird oh. is is number two on <laughs> my list. We didn't get through the three item list yes. without going through. Other, okay, sorry. Go ahead. Number two. <laughs> Hot Wheels Unleashed. Wow. The video game is fan freaking tastic. Were you, were you a Hot Wheels kid? To to a point, I had some of the tracks. I had like a, an okay amount of the cars and some okay. of the cool ones, right? Like one of them had like a big kind of serpentine dragon coming up on it and stuff. There were gotcha. some some awesome ones. This game is so much fun it is straight up arcadey racing goodness none of that over the top simulationist like it is gas brake 
boost and drift. <laughs> That's all you need. And you go freaking fast. You get to uh-huh. race literally like the entire Hot Wheels catalog. They got the freaking DeLorean in here for crying out loud. And you're racing on Hot Wheels tracks like straight up orange plastic, like straight up nostalgia. You can mm. see where the tracks join together. What is this for? Like, is this a video game? What are you talking about? Yes, it is a video game. It's on PlayStation, okay. Xbox, PC, Switch. I think this is a Any, new game. It's brand spanking new, and it mm. is terrific. It's like everything you would hope a Hot Wheels racing game would be. I haven't thought about Hot Wheels in forever, so I don't know what I would hope for. I know, dude. It is a blast. How, how is it compared to Mario Kart? Um, I would Because Mario Kart's like bright and wacky and fun. I would say it's probably somewhere between Mario Kart and Burnout. Okay, like, so it's, it's like, okay, this is racing, not complete nonsense. But there it is, is racing. There aren't weapons and but stuff. But we're not doing Forza. We're not doing Forza. Exactly. Right. And which is the fidelity on the cars is actually really cool, too. Like if you flip these things, you'll you can actually make out like the uh, like the, the embossed. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, text that they would have on the, on the bottom of the cars that show like the car's name and stuff like that. Um, I think the more you race them, you actually will start seeing where on the car's wheels. That is, I guess it's like maybe persistent uh, from like the more you use that car, you'll see like the paint starting to get worn away. You'll see, uh, graphical differences between the cars that have like a plastic shell on them versus the metal ones. Like the amount of love that got put into this game is really pretty dang cool. Um, So yeah. Well, that's cool, man. Uh, good yeah. for you. I'm glad you found a game you like, you know, yeah, that's I'm, great. I'm, I'm not a huge racing guy, especially the simulationist ones. Yeah. But I, I love the crap out of burnout. Those games were a blast. I used to enjoy a uh, road rash. Yeah. Which was, which was like motorcycle racing. You can knock each other down and all the characters were like gross. Oh you know? yeah. And uh, that, that was fun. I enjoyed that. Smashing dudes with two by fours or chains. Just and then, like, not really a racing game, but I definitely enjoyed me some uh, twisted metal back in the early 2000s. Oh, yeah. Or uh, Vigilante 8. I think that, that was that on one I'm not familiar with. That, not it familiar was, with that one. It was crazy. You had like a it, there was like a bus with a with a <laughs> Gatling gun on the top or something. We need a D&D racing game. With like mounts and stuff, that'd be fun. You know, the person with the dragon would just always win. I don't know, man. Like, if the dragon just like decides to sleep for a thousand years, you know, <laughs> that could be that could be a detriment. You know, if it just kills you, <laughs> like maybe after you make X amount of mistakes, he just gets rid of you. And we lost Andrew. Are you there?
I'm not hearing you if you're talking. A Discord be like. Okay. Uh, I'm. <laughs> we're back. <sighs> Discord, ladies and gentlemen. It's a uh, fickle mistress. <laughs> um, yeah, that's one way of putting it. No kidding. Uh, what is the third thing on your list that you've been really excited about? All right. So this is this is number one. This is the best thing that has happened perhaps ever. <laughs> wow. Right. Okay. Get ready. Okay. I'm ready. Lime Skittles are back. Yeah. Come on. I'm so incredibly let down right now. <laughs> you shouldn't be. The heck is wrong Why? with you? They Because candy flavors are all made up. No. They don't, they don't taste different. Yes, they do. It's in your brain, man. It's, it's not real. That, okay, then that's the case for all food. Back in 2013, some air quotes genius, and I mean that in the most disrespectful way imaginable, decided that they would take lime Skittles and get rid of them and replace them with green apple as if there was some possible universe where green apple was in any way superior to lime. And it is, oh, the healing can begin now. Now we are getting back to something that is true and good in the world. And it is fantastic. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad for you, man. That's great. Thanks. Good dude. job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's fantastic. Your, your, your silence. <laughs> your, <laughs> we don't have video going, but I don't need it. I can see your face. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I was I was definitely not expecting that. Um you need to get on board, man. Uh wow. Um yeah, not I I'll tell you something I've been excited about lately. Please, please do. Um I, I I'm a little bit late to the party cuz I I got like really engrossed with stuff, but uh Solasta did release like a couple months ago a, an update. Mm. where they they had the uh druid and the half orc released as and then the sorcerer had come out not long before that but i wasn't about to do like a new play playthrough for just one class right being added added to the game especially since wizard was already in the game uh i was like i was like okay i'm not gonna like go back for sorcerer right right? especially since they're not doing wild magic you know yeah which is like the whole point, right? Yeah. So I think mainly for copyright reasons and also for translating to video game reasons, mm-hmm. they usually have things that are similar to the subclasses in the game, but they always have different stuff as well. Oh. Like there's a there's a paladin subclass that casts fireball, right? Which which is oh, cool. Oh, that's fun. So you ever wanted to do that holy fire feel yes. for, a, for a paladin that's in there? But I'm definitely like a huge fan of the half orc. It, to me, it's my favorite uh, race in uh, Dungeons and Dragons Fifth Edition. I right love on. getting that extra crit damage. I love having that backstop um, 
where you, you drops a one. Yeah. And Saves you don't bacon. go down immediately. It makes a huge difference. And especially since like in a video game setting where you're like going to be fighting all the time. Right. Being able to survive a hit is like it's a tremendous value. Oh, absolutely. So absolutely. It's, it's really, really good. Whereas at some tables, it you know, some races and classes become more or less powerful depending on what what's in the campaign sure in a video game it's like okay what's good damage what's good healing what's good everything mm-hmm. right like you get to really kind of test these things out and it's it's fun to play with builds and it also helps you learn basic D rules pretty well so and druid's also really interesting as well so it's not my favorite class but it's got some some fun different things to do so Solasta is like there they're trying to be like 5e adjacent or well, it is fifth edition rules. It's just, you know, you know how it is with, you know, when you write your books, there's something, some right. words you can't use, right? There's right. some titles you can't use. Right. So it's all like, what is it? SRD. Yep. Stuff that you can do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you can compare it a little bit to Baldur's gate three, but Baldur's gate three is like, we are going, we are really shooting for the moon here. We're going to give you just the most epic experience. And the story is really thought out. And the characterization is really thought out. Solasta does not do that. Solasta is like, you're going to kill some goblins. You're going to level up. Mm. And there's, there's some role play interaction. Most of it is played for camp and comedy. Okay. And your characters have like, auto generated dialogue that they use based on the like personality tags you gave them at the beginning. Oh, but they're not like distinct. So mostly it's just funny because they like, they have these dumb faces that like don't animate properly. (laughs) They're saying this most dumb lines at each other, but it just, it really kind of adds to the charm in a funny way. Nice. Like, if you if you go into it going, OK, this is going to be my like the thing that tides me over until Baldur's Gate three comes out like uh, it's it could be fun or like, hey, I just want to play with this like build idea I have for a for like a team comp. So, you it, know, it does mechanically really uh, yes, you pretty closely to fifth ed, at least to the point where you could s- kind of experiment with some ideas and reasonably yes. expect the results to kind of carry over into tabletop. Yeah. That's and that's cool. going to be, and that's going to be kind of for sure. Like, because again, not, not all the subclasses are the same. Right. Um, like they took assassin rogue right out of the game, which is like too bad. Yeah. Because there's, it's so easy to get a surprise round in Celasta, especially mm-hmm. if you have ranged weapons. It's so easy to just run a stealth team and just absolutely like be a black ops squad. I was going to say you just like freaking murder everything. Yeah. Like a surprise round makes a tremendous difference. I mean, certainly in D and D, but definitely in this game, it can, it can make uh, something really difficult. Mm. You don't be quite manageable, maybe even easy. Wow. Um, And I was like, man, assassin would be just absolutely bonkers. Whereas it's only okay, <laughs> like in mm-hmm. fifth edition, like it's not that great. It's like, um, it's like Skyrim, you know, you level up your stealth enough and you, you just, you sneak, 
one shot a dragon in the face with an arrow like just one regular arrow and you just murk the dude (laughs) yeah you know i don't i don't usually put a lot of stock into like you know dps builds for for dungeons and dragons because i i kind of feel like they missed the point yeah but at the same time like like i don't want to hear about your hexaden build like i could care less right mm-hmm. but um but for a video game that stuff suddenly becomes much more interesting to me yeah so so it's fun oh and they also added the barbarian um so it's fun like re- doing reckless attack like every round and yeah and seeing the dice pop up on the screen and you get uh, get your numbers man yeah, the only thing I really wish they would do, uh, other than add the rest of the classes, is um, let you multi-class. Like that's still not a thing. Hmm. I, I like, feel like that's got to be a balancing nightmare. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they're largely just borrowing from Fifth Ed, but I, I guess I won't pretend like I know exactly what they're dealing with. Right. Um, you know, I don't know if the the way the code's written would would be a particular conflict or not. Hmm. Um, I just I know that for the most part, fifth edition doesn't really favor multi-classing. And so maybe it's just kind of a back burner problem for them. Like, hey, most people don't care. But I definitely, you know, want to try out things in that game that I probably wouldn't do at a table, hmm. you know, like doing doing like crit fishing. You know, where I'm where I'm going to be like a champion fighter barbarian who's like reckless swinging every turn and trying to get those 19s. Yeah. You know, like I would I will definitely do that in a video game. But am I going to do that, you know, in a game where I'm trying to like role play and create a character? Maybe, maybe not. You know, there's there's probably more interesting things out there. Right. Well, and I I think with uh, with 5e. Um, like the idea of it favoring or not favoring multi-classing. I mean, I, I feel like, you know, if you, especially on like the 5e Facebook group or something, you know, you ask what classes people are running, like what is your current character? I see multi-class characters constantly. And, and sometimes they're like, really weird mashups like i i think if you're thinking in terms of character optimization and combat sure maybe it doesn't uh favor multi-classing all the time well just so many amazing abilities just don't come online until you're at high levels like that's true certainly if you're a spellcaster class like giving up a level can really hurt because yeah. just, you know, do I want like I've been I've been playing this bard for a long time now mm-hmm. and I've got story reasons to multi-class paladin now. Ooh, And it's really tempting because I, I have a big reservoir of spells now that I can just smite with. Right. Yeah. And I could really bring that online, you know, and I've got high level spells I can I could burn. But on the other hand. If I stay the course, you know, I can get seventh, eighth, ninth level spells eventually. Well, the, you know, the question and that is opportunity, that opportunity cost is mighty. Indeed. The question is, what would your bard do? 
Yeah. Does the bard know that, oh, if I just keep barding for, you know, so yeah. long that I'll get ninth level spells like that's. Yeah. No, I, I and I totally hear you on that. But there's also the question of me and what do I want to do? Right. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I think that's more important, frankly, you okay. know. Fair enough. I think I do. You know, I, I actually wrote a little article about this not long ago. I mean, I say article that seems too highfalutin for what I'm doing, <laughs> but like I wrote a, a short essay. <laughs> I, yeah. I wrote a thing. <laughs> I wrote a thing, you know, for our patrons, you know, to kind of like tide them over a little bit, mm-hmm. um, you know, about how you're not your character. Yeah. And like maybe method acting isn't necessarily the best way to go about it. Sure. Um, at least, at least in just my humble opinion. And I, I definitely, you know, the reason why I'm struggling with this decision and others is because I'm like, well, what do I want? Right. I've certainly done smiting before right. on my actual paladin and it was a blast. I love it. Oh yeah. But have I cast an eighth level spell yet? No, I haven't done that. Mm. You know, and, and maybe I should know what that's like. And I do and enjoy my bard uh, tremendously. Spoiler I, alert. He's a good time. Eighth level spells are fun. Hashtag <laughs> oh, earthquake, yeah, yeah. baby. Yeah, there's a lot of really, really cool stuff. Uh, I keep um, upcasting older spells. Like I oh, keep yeah. using uh, like just Bane because it's just a great spell. There you go. Um, or hold person like if you're fighting a group of people it's it's hard not to be like okay i'm just gonna blow a fourth level spell and just freeze the whole group there you right? go like that's pretty cool or last session i've definitely been getting some mileage out of uh banishment oh you know, banishment we, is so good it's so amazing right like just we had two earth elementals just run up on us and i just blinked them both right out go away <laughs> And I, I was just like, stop. There you um, go. And, and the and the GM was just like, well, <laughs> combat over. All right. <laughs> and uh, that was that felt cool. You know, I know he's not going to let me get away with that every time, but you know, it was fun once. Hey, if it works, it works. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so that was cool. So I'm excited about that. Um, I've also been very excited about my school's. Um, Esports team. I was lately. just been, about to ask. Yeah. Um, we've been doing really well. I really love my team a lot. Nice. Um, they're just a good group of kids and they are, um, they're not, they're not even, they haven't been playing it super long, like probably about a year, mm-hmm. you know, which for a game like League of Legends is not that long. Oh, that's peanuts. And uh, they're not ranked super high they're all like silvers basically mm-hmm. which is like pretty low end frankly what's the bottom but the bottom is iron <laughs> they actually added an iron tier like a year ago mm-hmm. um and the bottom used to always be bronze so it's it's iron bronze silver gold platinum diamond masters grandmasters challenger okay and so they're like but i mean middle bottom tier they're middle bottom. Yeah. Okay. Basically they're like a lot of people are silver. Right. So as, as soon as you start getting into like plat and diamond, it's like where that player base is seriously starting to shrink. Yeah. Quite a lot. And like, 
like masters is like the 1% of the 1%, right? Like they are, there's, there's a teeny amount of people. They're, they're probably, you know, they might go pro, right? That sort of thing. So, um, anyway, these guys, I'm proud of them because they, these are a bunch of silvers that have played against golds and platinums and have won. Really? Yeah, which is very strange for a game like League of Legends. And that doesn't rank them up? Well, if they were to sit and play ranked more often, we would probably find that they're not silver. I think we would find that they're they're probably gold at least. Mm. And I think if they keep at it for another couple of years, they'll they could go beyond that. So you think that that if uh, if they get stuck up against other silvers they'll smash them every time yeah they'll pretty much smash them every time nice and the reason for that is because they're a good team right like they're not they're not the most stellar individual solo queue players they are a good team they have a good dynamic they work well together they communicate well which is something i've always struggled with i've almost always had the situation where i've had like two good players trying to carry everyone else on their back and not communicating with them, not talking to them, Ugh. quietly resenting the fact that they're not as good. Right. Yeah. And that's never panned out for, for the health of the team or any team for that matter or any team. Right. But Don't it's how a lot of professional sports were played. Well, sure. You know, I teach economics and I, you know, I try to get an excuse to watch a movie every now and then, right? Moneyball, baby. Moneyball. So I love good. I love that movie so much. It's a and great movie. I don't care a lick about baseball, but I love this movie. Yep. And I think it, it pre- presents such an interesting argument and such an interesting history. Yep. And, and I started thinking about that a little bit more with, with the esports. like I need to get away from, these like superstars that have inflated egos, right? Like I need to get away from these guys who often, by the way, struggle with their grades. Yeah. Um, not because they're unintelligent, but because they don't put in time that they need to on things that, that matter. And so like, I completely changed my dynamic. Like I, I don't have any fancy algorithms to, to measure their success. Cause frankly, I'm not that smart, (laughs) but I, I just look at their grades, frankly, like that's number one. Yep. Like number one, do you have like a 3.0 cumulative average? Because that tells me a couple of things. Like number one, you have like decently high brain power. Yeah. And number two, it shows me that you're responsible and you can do at least the bare minimum. There you go. Right. I'm like, can you show up on time? Can you, can I count on you, frankly? And when I started running with this team and I said, you know, I'm not going to hear any disparaging remarks. I'm not going to hear any of this gamer talk nonsense. Like you guys are team and you're going to care about each other. Gosh, dang it. And and, uh, act professionally and act professionally. And, and, you know, they just it's it's lovely to sit there and listen to them talk to each other during the match and make those calls and. And like, not one of them is really the leader per se. Like they all lead that's in their great. various ways. That's so and cool. It's just really cool. It's really cool to watch them do their thing. Well, good for you and good for them. That's, yeah. that's terrific. I'm excited for them. And I, I don't give a darn about league, but well, like, sure. Yeah, I know. That's awesome. Like that's the kind of thing that could get someone who didn't care about the game 
to care about the game. Like, you know, a good team dynamic is really something special. And it really is something special. And it's, uh, it's even rare in D and D sometimes. Oh yeah. I mean, what is, uh, what is Jonah Hill's character and Moneyball say, uh, when, yeah. when he's talking to Billy, uh, Brad Pitt's character for the, for the first time, like in that parking garage, he's like, right. you know, you're, you're, you're buying runs, right? Is that right? How do you win? Yeah, he's like, most people buy, um, buy players, you know, right. I think is what he says. Right. Something to that effect. He's like, what they should be doing is buying runs, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, well, what, what you're, you're trying to do is buy wins and you do that by buying runs. Right. Right. It's something to that effect. And it's like, yeah, the, the the traditional baseball is based on all these biased assumptions. Right. Right. So like you think of you, you think about like what a gamer is supposed to be. Right. You're supposed to eat Doritos and Mountain Dew because that's what the, <laughs> the marketing's about. You sure. need all these dumb peripherals gamer that fuel. are sp- supposed to make you better. Now, like, mind you, like a good mouse is definitely worth it. Oh, sure. But, you know, they sell like a visor and a hand warmer and like special <laughs> headphones. <laughs> like, like there's all kinds of garbage that, you know, they use. Uh, there's even a special chair for gaming, which is like just completely irrelevant. Right. Right. Just any comfortable chair is fine. Yep. Right. And like, you don't, you don't even really need a fancy computer or, or I mean, you need a fancy computer, but you don't need like a fancy keyboard. You certainly don't need backlit keys, even though they're fun. Yeah. Right. Like that, you know, you have to try to separate like, what is like the marketing angle versus what is like actually useful. And certainly when it comes to their attitudes, like I have a lot of kids that are like, I'm a gamer, so I'm a certain way. Yep. And like some of them are even good. Most of them aren't, frankly, mm. you know, but it's just like, well, who can I, who can I build around? Right. You know, who, who am I? Cause you, you're going to invest time. Yep. And one here, let me tell you the story about one of our games. And I know this is not, not our topic, but whatever. I think it's relevant. Cool. Okay. So the, the, the first game we played in, in playoffs against we were, we were seated 16th and we were, out of 16, by the way. Wow. Against um, against rank one. And in the first match, they absolutely destroy us. Right. They have absolutely got our number individually. They are better. Mm. Second match. I give my team some feedback. I tell them, here's what I want to see. And the enemy team, they decide they are so good that they're going to troll. Oh, right. Boy. And they basically, well, I, you know, I'm not going to explain it, but they all do a gimmick essentially. Uh huh. And I go, well, hey, kids, here's the weakness of the gimmick, right? So Smoke if you can em. just make sure that they don't, that they don't kill you when they try this every time, and here's how you should react to it, you know, here's how you can get them to essentially waste their time. And they did it. They stood the course. They played basic fundamentals. And then by the time the enemy team realized that they were behind and were losing the match, it was too late. (laughs) It was too late. (laughs) And my team won. And I was like, I was like, that's great. So we're tied up. I'm like, but we have to play a third game. 
I'm like, well, for sure. Now they're going to they're going to be mad and they're going to win. Right. Yeah. But at this point, my team's warmed up. They're confident. Their morale's up. Oh, yeah. And we they play straight up. We play straight up. We just win, dude. And they've got I don't have anyone in gold rank. They've got two people in platinum and one person in gold. Whoa. And we just straight up win. And it's not through anything fancy. It's not through any big, big play. Right. We're not trying to like discover LeBron James here. Yep. You know, it's it's just fundamentals, dude. And I said, guys, I want to see the most boring match I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) I just (laughs) want to see you. I want to watch them make mistakes and I want you to just do basics. There you go. And that's pretty much what happened. And they won. That's fantastic, man. And I was so proud of them. They knocked out the number one team from 16th place. I couldn't have been more proud. Couldn't have been more proud. As well, you should have been. But then we lost the next match. That sucked. (laughs) Well, you know, but it was very narrow. We were like absolutely perfectly matched with them. That's fantastic. uh, We just we just didn't quite pull it out. But I was really proud of them. But. So I'm not exactly doing Moneyball, but, you know, like definitely taking some inspiration. Totally, totally. And, you know, uh, speaking of League of Legends, League of Legends, (laughs) our topic tonight is the Netflix series Arcane. Yeah. Amazing. Holy moly. So first off. I want to structure this a little bit because I know there are plenty of people out there who haven't watched it yet. And I'm hoping that this episode gets folks who maybe hadn't heard of it or maybe were on the fence or were like, oh, I've heard of League. I don't care. So I'm not going to watch the show or whatever. Um, So the first little bit we're going to talk here is going to be non-spoiler we're just going to speak in general terms and just kind of give you our overall thoughts of the show. And then we will at some point switch over and get into spoilers and that'll be fun too. So in general, what did you think of the show? Okay. So in general, uh, I was absolutely blown away. I thought it was uh, an absolute masterpiece. Mm. There are things about it that, you know, maybe aren't all my preferences. Sure. But I definitely recognize it as a work of art. I recognize it as like a labor of love. Yep. And it definitely exceeded my expectations. Like even from the trailers, I was like, well, this looks good, but I'll bet you that the story is shallow. And the characters are Because a lot of the characters in League of Legends are very simple and most of them only have a like a couple of paragraphs to their entire story. Well, cause why do they need to, more? Right. Cause you don't need that. Like the, a lot of them have voice lines that hint at things. Mm-hmm. Like you can definitely tell like whoever's making these characters is thinking about it. Oh, right? yeah. They probably play a little D and D right. And, uh, and that sort of thing. But at the end of the day, you need them to do four abilities, you know, and, and to neat. provide a certain role and look neat and sound cool. You know, and there's not to downplay the work that goes into them. There's a lot, but I was definitely expecting something that felt more like I'm here to sell you League of Legends. Yeah. And your knowledge of League of Legends is not 
entirely irrelevant, but it's pretty, it's definitely not necessary. It's next to irrelevant. Let's say in, in terms of whether or not you can enjoy the show, you don't have to know a darn thing about league at all to enjoy this show. And I enjoy that. It doesn't slap league of legends all over the place or like, God, Cause you know, like I love Marvel, right? I love Marvel so much. Oh, yeah. I think it's amazing, but it is, they do commercialize the heck out of everything. Right. Like, yeah, especially the post credit scenes. Like, you know, you're getting the commercial for the next thing. Oh yeah. And there was a while there where the, like there was most of the, a lot of the movies were not standing alone. Well, mm-hmm. and uh, in some ways they still don't, you know, uh, stuff like age of Ultron was like particularly egregious. Mm. You know, Arcane does a really good job of being like, this is Arcane from League of Legends. Right. And, right. you know, like, it's more like, yeah, this is all here. But the character counterparts in Arcane, of course, have got a lot more time spent on them to to be fully fleshed out. And they are definitely, I, I would say, just objectively superior to their to their in-game counterparts. Oh, I don't. I don't know how they could not be. I mean, it's just, I'm yeah. Holy moly. And, and once we start talking spoilers, we can get into sure. the character specific because sure. holy moly, are there some, um, yeah, let's talk about the visuals. Like for me, I, I couldn't believe what I was looking at. Like I've mm-hmm. never seen anything quite like this because it walks this really interesting line between cartoony and realistic. Um, And, you know, for, for the longest time, like air quotes, legitimate uh, animated movies tended to be like, if you weren't Pixar, yeah, we don't really take you seriously. Maybe DreamWorks, you know, from time to time at least. Um, but like it, in terms of the general public accepting an animated uh, movie or show as as valid and not uh, something that's, you know, just for nerds or yeah. people that are within a very yeah. tight niche um, basically it was your Pixar or you're not worth the general public's right, time. Or, or DreamWorks maybe. Right. Yeah. Um, and we don't talk about illumination in that way, but like, uh, <laughs> no, I should, I shouldn't hate on things like that, but no. I, I will say that, um, I, to me, it's like concept art animating. Yes, absolutely. And, like it has this very sort of painterly, texture to it yep. and the, the lighting is is very deliberate and beautiful uh w- without feeling pretentious which yep. is a very fine line right like some things you see they're so stylized you're like okay are you even telling a story like does this part matter it's just or, like kind of art house sort of yeah and you know some of that's there but um for the most part i think everything serves to help tell the story and help express character. Right? Absolutely. And I, 
and that's why I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, the art style reminds me uh, quite a lot of um, Dishonored, like yes. the in-game yep. and concept art for Dishonored. They both have a very steampunky vibe. Uh, League of Legends is interesting because like the different regions are almost completely different, like fantasy areas or like genres. So, like like the Freljord is like Conan the Barbarian, but it's all like frosty, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then you've got like uh, Noxus, which makes a brief appearance in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, that is like hyper militaristic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got places like Piltover and Zon, which are shown in the in the show. And Piltover is definitely like the steampunk utopia. And yeah, it's Zon very is metropolis. Like, yeah, it is. Yeah. And Zon is like the dirty underbelly of it. Gotham, right? Yeah, it's very sort of Gotham. It's it's what they would call in, in the game Kempunk. Mm. Right. So it's it's you know, their their technology is based mainly on rough uh, mechanics, but also chemicals play right. a huge role. Um. And the chemicals are both like their technology form, but also their their drugs and their their it's a source of their solutions and problems. Right. Right. And uh, it's, you know, of course, there's a lot of, um, you know, commentary on on class struggles and divides. Right. That that's in there. And, and we see a lot in Hollywood these days, but um, it's very well done. It's very it's, well. Done. Yeah. In terms of, of visual spectacle in that category, I mean, I think it's an absolute 10 out of 10. Um, it, I, I didn't think I was going to see anything more beautiful than Klaus. Oh my <laughs> and, gosh. Uh, at least not soon. And yeah, I was just, it's a different kind of beauty, obviously. Oh, but absolutely. By the way, this Christmas, definitely watch Klaus. Oh, if you haven't done that. Yes. It's an absolute treasure. It, I, I watched that with, uh, with my son, uh, like a week Definitely or two ago, kids, right? It's uh, a, yeah. it is a lovely movie and uh, JK Simmons is in it. So, <laughs> so if you yeah, need but... anything else, uh, your expectations are too high. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like visually, I, I feel like, I feel like this show seriously has the potential to really shake up the the animation industry like you look at it and it's spectacular in every way imaginable you know i would i would really like to believe it would shake up that industry but i don't think it will i don't know and like you look at rotten tomatoes you look at the critical acclaim that it's getting and the general public acclaim I mean, on Rotten Tomatoes, it's this thing has been out for what five weeks now, and it has it is still sitting at a hundred percent, hundred percent from critics, and I want to say ninety eight percent from users, maybe ninety six. Yeah, it's basically as close to perfect as you can in terms of in terms of that. But keep keep in mind that you know for something to be considered fresh, it just has to be passably okay sure right like it's just saying that a hundred percent of the critics are saying it's more good than it is bad right nobody not many people are saying it's an absolute perfect treasure i mean some of the fans like you and i are but um you know 
but it, but that's not really what the critics are, are necessarily saying either. I mean, I don't know. I, I was reading some of the reviews and a lot of them are pretty much saying that. But I mean, I don't know what else is, is better right now, but I will say this like more to the point, not that it's not good enough to change the industry. But I think the big question is going to be like, OK, how can I do something similar to this, but not spend so much money? Right? Oh, like, sure. In, in in terms of something being able to like really push that envelope, it needs to be really time and cost effective. I need to be able to churn it out. And um, this is one of those things where I almost hope it doesn't change the industry because it is special. And I like that it's special and I don't want to see the the cheap version of this come out. Mm. Right. And I definitely it, understand what you're saying on yeah. that. And I don't know what's going to happen. I can't, I don't have a crystal ball, but I, I just, um, maybe I just have a slightly more cynical view, which I guess is weird, but I, I, I do appreciate this for, for what it is. And I, and I do hope to see more. I don't want it to seem like I'm saying that, Everybody should try to do exactly what they're doing. Well, no, I don't. I don't get that impression. I just don't think it's a a big game changer necessarily. I think that it's enough of an example to show the entertainment industry, the animation industry in general, that they need to start shaking things up. Like you look at the success of this. And you look at the success of Into the Spider Verse. Oh yeah, as two oh, my gosh. examples that one, of that like, one's, uh, the second trailer just came out too. Oh, by the way, oh, I haven't watched that, it yet. It's looking cool. I can't wait. I, I really underestimated that movie too. By the way, oh, I, I had it came out at the same time as Ralph uh, destroys the internet. <laughs> oh Lord, <laughs> see, and I that definitely was Pixar. Bet wrong on which one was going to do well, right? Um. I had no idea because I was just I was just out on that like hype train of like, oh, everything that Sony makes is bad and everything that Marvel makes is gold. Right. And yep. Or I, Pixar. I, I let my bias color my my vision of that. And right. then you watch into the Spider-Verse and it's just absolutely tremendous. But I will say you don't see a lot of copies of that happening. Right. Right. People aren't trying to do it because doing something like that is hard. Well, right. I'm just hoping that this starts encouraging more studios to take creative risks and to start thinking outside the box instead of trying to be Pixar. And I hope that Pixar is looking at it and going, we need to start shaking things up here and start trying to innovate again like we used to because they've been resting on their laurels at least as far as I can tell. Well, definitely. I think I want to see them get away from sequels and I wanted to, I want to see them doing more original projects. Um, And Canto, that's them, right? It's not Disney necessarily. I thought the Disney brand, I think the Canto is specifically Pixar. I don't know. Um, To be honest, I'd have to double check that one, but my wife saw it. She said she cried, which I think is usually a pretty good indicator my wife is very excited to go see that, especially being um, yeah. from a uh, from Mexican culture and heritage. She's um, she's yeah. really pumped for that. But sure. Anyway, well, this is this is um, 
a thing where, you know, studios don't typically take risks. Right. Uh, because everybody wants a sure bet on, on their return, which is why we start seeing clones all the time. Yep. Uh, but I think things like into the spider verse and, and Klaus and, and, um, um, and arcane kind of stand out. And, mm-hmm. and I think there's still things where it's going to depend on whether or not it, the cash matches the reviews because reviews are good, mm-hmm. but they don't necessarily mean we're going to get a ton more subscriptions right. for Netflix. Right. And that's really what, what we're talking about, or possibly we're talking about merchandise, right? Yeah. It's not, necessarily a ton of arcane merchandise out there well i mean for what it's worth uh, i mean just the netflix numbers they're saying that it's like what like the most popular show they've had of all time yeah it's it it beat squid game yep i right i mean but but subs are better than views right sure i don't i don't have that figure in front of me yeah so hopefully hopefully it does well enough i know that arcane is going to get a second season yep but they're also saying it's not going to be for a while. It's going to be like a, another year or two, mm. probably, because making art is hard mm. and takes time. Yes, yes, it and is. I, and of course, I think for you and I, we're, we're both of the mind of like, yeah, bless you, do it. Oh, right? totally. Um. So yeah, you know, it's it's a phenomenal show. the The writing, the the voice acting, the animation, like just the pure movement of it all like it is to me it's it's completely flawless like i Hmm. i there are not many things where i could just watch it over and over and over with this show i just want to keep freaking watching it i will say this i think i have to be in a mood for it Mm. it is it because it is quite dour Mm. um I started showing it to, to my father and he said, oh, I couldn't, I couldn't get through it. And I said, well, why? It's amazing. And he's right. like, yeah, it is. It's really amazing. I'm not in the mood for this. Uh, right. This is, this is down. Right. Mm. And I want up. It, it, <laughs> and I was like, I was like, fair enough, it, you know, cause it, it does have a lot of heavy stuff, you know? And I, I think that that's a good uh segue point for us to say uh at this point if you haven't watched arcane and you think that adam and i uh at least know our rear ends from a hole in the ground and you like what we tend to like go check it out it's you know it is possible i suppose that you won't like it. It's definitely possible. Yeah. I mean, it's, if you're that person, come talk to us and, uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll ignore you. Um, <laughs> I, I will go. That's interesting. That's a cool perspective. Uh, and Andrew will do everything he can to defend it to the death. I will. I will and change your mind if he can. That's right. About your movie opinion. That's right. Um, I just, I just, I don't care enough. <laughs> I do. I love it so much. And if, if, until they start paying me, I, I'm just whatever. Um, but I will say I'm, I'm absolutely blown away. Is this the spoiler alert warning too? Yes, is it that is. Kind of where you're. Yes, it is. So, okay. If you haven't watched the show and you want 
to see the show and you don't want to be spoiled. Uh, maybe, maybe we should do our patron thank you. So if they want to stop, you know, yeah, let's do that. And then we will just uh, wax poetic. We'll go, about we'll go, the show we'll go from there and just trail off into the distance. So, yeah, thank you to Kate, Josh, Tiana, Fallon Gore, Leroy, Protaskius, Spike, Spike, Spike. See, I I consider him like part of the production crew. Um, <laughs> Practically, right? you know, Logan. Logan. Am I yep. missing anyone? Uh, Punch and Potato. Punch and Potato. That's right. That's right. I, and then and Dragon. That's that's very true. That's very true. I I'm looking at our uh, at our Discord. You need to make a list, my guy. Just write down the names. I do. <laughs> in I, order. I think I think I actually did. Uh, okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I think I think that's all of them. Cool. So thank you to all you guys. And I'm sorry that I'm so bad at remembering <laughs> the the legion of fans we have now. Um, uh, but you guys yes. really are terrific. And thank you for supporting us and uh, helping us do this cool little show um and for anyone else who's listening who would like to also uh patronize the show head on over to patreon.com slash inspiration point and you can get in on the goodness including our private discord community and at our 20 dollar tier you can even get in on some private tabletop playing with Mr. Yep. Power here. Although just keep in mind, Andrew, that if uh if I get much more, I'm gonna have to end up like canceling Monday. <laughs> so hey. Be careful. <laughs> you know. But we would love to have you. Yes, we would love to have you. We would love to have you. Um Absolutely. And we got our, our patron game going. I'm very excited about that as well. I've, I've, I've actually got some pretty banana out there ideas that I'm looking forward to reporting on later after I've tried them. Yes, but definitely going to be borrowing some visual novel elements. So I think that should, that should help with um, the roll 20 medium. That'll be a lot of fun. That'll be a lot of fun. Um, and all right. So are we ready? Let's see. Uh, apart from the patron stuff, if you want to check out our website, head on over to inspirationpoint.buzzsprout.com. And if you want to check us out on social media, just uh, head on over to our website. And in the upper right-hand corner, you'll see three bubbles that can take you to our Facebook, Twitter, or Patreon. And if you're on mobile, you uh, will find those same bubbles right in the top center. So, apart from that, it's spoiler time, baby. It's spoiler time. All right, here we go. Okay. So, holy moly. Like, okay, as our resident league expert, yeah, I have to ask, because I saw mm-hmm. this theory that I thought was very intriguing, um, and... I haven't played much league proper, but I did play a bit of, um, oh my goodness. Team fight tactics. Team fight tactics. That's right. TFT. Yeah. 
Which I would absolutely recommend to everybody, by the way. That's a really fun game. It is fun. It is fun. And it's much easier to jump into than uh, League yes. proper. Definitely way less toxic. <laughs> um, there, I don't know if he's still uh, on the active roster, but Warwick. No one's ever left the, no one has ever left the roster. Oh, okay. So. Nope. Warwick, the, the werewolf looking dude. Right. Yeah. There's a theory that I saw yep. that Vander. It's, it's not even really a theory. It's basically true. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, they, they show the shot of singed working on him. That's straight out of the teaser for the Warwick rework. Really? From back in, from back in the day. So Warwick's like a very, very old champion. And like you say, he's a, he's like a, this werewolf character. Mm-hmm. And his, he was, I think he was in the original uh, cast of like 20 something champs that, that the game released with. Ooh. And, he was a very simple play style. He had a click on ultimate ability, which you don't see too often anymore. And um, they ended up putting him through a pretty big rework where he wasn't only a werewolf. He was like this, like chemically enhanced, you know, werewolf cyborg with Whoa. like pieces from other animals in his genetics, you know? Jeez. And so he, he was like this werewolf chimera thing. You know, with big metal claws and a big vat of chemicals on his back. You know, it was it's awesome. And and the gameplay for him is absolutely stellar. But yeah, basically, Vander is Warwick. As far as I can tell, he he Um, was one of my they all but tell you that at the very end. He was one of my favorite characters from the show. Like, I thought they did such a great job with him. I, I have no doubt. When, every time I was watching Vander, I was like, this is a character Andrew would have come up with. Oh, he's so good. He's right? so cool. He's the tough old bloke that, you know, with the heart of gold who solves most of his problems through socking things. Oh, right. He's got cast iron boxing gloves, baby. I was like, this is basically Andrew. Oh, (laughs) you know, that may be the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. (laughs) I think you say that to me like every, every like third episode, you're like, that may be the nicest compliment I've ever got. Yeah. You keep one upping Um, yourself. So thank you. I, I, I do. Yeah. The no Vander, is a great character actually I, I thought about going through like our D&D groups and saying like here's the character that you would have made <laughs> um, like Tiana is is straight up Vi like Vi is a is a Tiana yeah, character 100%. I could see that yeah yeah there's another person that that we play with uh, named Tanya which never gets confusing um, who is who definitely would have made Jinx oh really yeah, um, there's there, there's quite a few of them that, that that are like that. I the the characterization that they add to Vi and Jinx alone is absolutely tremendous. Was, their their relationship and characterization both are astonishing. Yeah. 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 One hundred percent. What? Yeah, go ahead. What did you think of them showing or? I shouldn't say what did you think of them showing, but what did you think of how they showed Powder's transition from being the little girl she was 
into Jinx and how um, how they handled her madness and right. uh, her kind of descent into the unhinged mm-hmm. state she wound up being in. This Jinx is so much more interesting and lovable, frankly, mm. than video game Jinx. Like video game Jinx was like, okay, so they basically made Harley Quinn. Right. That That's right? always the comparison I've heard. That's always the comparison. She's probably the most cosplayed member of the League of Legends cast, mm-hmm. you know, because she just has that visual appeal. She's, you know, crazy and skinny and, and kind of cute, but in a creepy way. Yeah. You, you know, and she, it's always fun to be Jinx, right? Oh, totally. And then you watch this show. And you're like, it's never been fun to be Jinx. Not, ever. <laughs> uh, not at a single point and, in time. Like when you video game Jinx, you get this sense that you have someone who's psychotic, who loves destruction. Right. Right. And that's essentially the what they give you. The In Arcane, you have this deeply sad, lonely character that just so desperately wants to be loved but truly loved yeah you know and it's just so beautiful and and uh classy kind of the way they handle it yes because i kept it you know once it got to like the second third because they they released this in thirds yeah um when it got to essentially chapter two of it i i was expecting her to be full-blown jinx at that point already Mm -hmm. and they were like no we're not done we're not we're still developing this character and then when they came out with part three, I was like, well, certainly now. Yeah. And they're like, we're we're mostly there, but we're not there there. <laughs> you know, at no point, like every line she has in the game is like something kind of funny and dark. Yeah. And like, I'm crazy. I like to blow stuff up, you know, essentially. Yeah. And, and in this, like, she doesn't smile that often. And when she and does, you pretty often uh, wish he, she wasn't. Yeah, there is. They, they added so much more dimensionality to her character and and to Vi as well. Certainly. Yeah, I, th- those two got, I think, the absolute best treatment um, of any of the characters. You know, another character that I uh, found myself more and more intrigued by was Silco. Like. Yeah, he's, Silco is not a champion. He's in League of Legends. Very, he's a very interesting character and super yes. well executed. I was not impressed with Silco in the first uh, section. I was like, this guy is a mustache twirler. I don't like this. Sure. Guy. And then, like as it went on, I was like, okay, mm. there's actually there's something going on here. Like, there's actually a lot more here. Yeah. Than I thought. And then and then by the end, you even, you know, kind of like him. Yeah. At least I did. I, I was like, okay, here's still kind of a terrible person, frankly. But you feel for there him. is there, you know, it reminded me of Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. like the way you see Jamie Lannister, you know, in the beginning versus later on or the hound. Oh, yeah. You know, where they're there. Okay. You probably deserve to die. But also. I'm oh my god I rooted for you what am I what have I done what have I you done know? and that's really kind of cool and, and I would I would uh relate Arcane's character development to the stuff we saw in those earlier seasons mm-hmm. of, of of Game of Thrones yeah it's 
really, really terrific. Um, so, um, Silco was really interesting. Vander, both of them are not from the game. Although I guess we're going to find out that Vander is Warwick most likely. Mm-hmm. Though, if I don't know if they're going to add more like complication, like is he going to lo- somehow remember who he is Ooh. or whatever? But I will say that from someone I've been with the game since season one, mm-hmm. and you know, back in like '09, and uh, seeing the original jungler uh, role who really does come from Warwick, Mm -hmm. you know, get kind of like literally pass on as a parent to a more modern jungler like Vi is, you know, I don't know. There was something satisfying about that to me, especially as a jungle main myself. So for, for anyone who is not, it's like positions on a team in, uh, in league. What does a jungler do? So jungler, I would, I would, I would compare to like shortstop in a way. Um, League of Legends is played in three lanes. And then there is essentially places between the lanes called the jungle where you can kill um, neutral minions Mm. and monsters. It's a way to sort of divide golden XP. Mm. So it's a bit like like shortstop, you might say, or any sort of special teams. You know, where they're they're providing support to the rest of the team. Cool. You know, they're filling in gaps. Good, good enough. So good enough. You get to roam around the map. Cool. Uh, which is fun. So the, there was that sort of meta sense that, that I enjoyed ab- about that. And even when the, I first saw him, I was like, this guy's giving me Warwick vibes. Yeah. And I think like even after the first third, people were like, is Vander Warwick? (laughs) I was like, good. I'm not the only one. There's no evidence for this. Yeah. But they were just they were they were starting to show more and more clues. And he has that section where he like transforms using all of the uh, the shimmer shimmer. Mm -hmm. And he lets out this roar. And I'm like, that's straight out of the game. Like that's straight up uh, Warwick. Yeah. One hundred percent. Um, there's also, there's other little parts and Easter eggs that they pull from old teasers in the game mm-hmm. or sound bites or soundtracks. Like there's the, these parts where Jinx is listening to music yep. and it, and it's literally her own theme song from her, from her release. Okay. Cause I, I had found, uh, like hers and Vi's, uh, and Jace's on Spotify. And I wasn't sure if that was part of the arcane soundtrack or, uh, yeah, that was with the, with the promos for the characters. They experimented for a little while, giving them these, like these, like rock songs. Mm -hmm. They're, they're fun songs. Yeah. They're pretty cool. Yeah. They're, they're really good. There was, um, there was a time where, they did their own like ETC sort of Jack Black heavy metal band. Oh, really? That was about like League of Legends stuff. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It was called Pentakill, I think. Like, and uh, wh- and it just it wasn't it wasn't as inspiring. It was like a what was it like level seventy Torrent Chieftains or something? Yeah, that's right? what I mean. Like, yeah, level seven ETC. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was it was a lot like Elite Torn Chieftain. That's what it was. Which you know people would that kind of pretend to be into, but it really wasn't that great. Yeah. 
So it's uh, they, they kind of did that for a little while. So there were different things that they've experimented with as they've released champions throughout the years. And this was one of those times where they, they really tried to lean into music. Um, and I think people did enjoy it. It was, it was part of the loading screen. You would see Jinx there and her crazy eyes looking out through the, the screen. And it was playing the, the Here Comes Jinx theme song. Yeah. And that was pretty cool. I kind of wish they had kept up more of that, but I guess the the numbers probably just didn't pan out that it was worth it. Right. That's that's usually a pretty safe assumption with most things. Yeah. Um. So I I gotta ask for uh some explanation. Sure. Is like what is shiver? Like, are we? Is that something that? has an explanation somewhere in the game universe or is it just like we don't know what the heck this stuff is it's just weird and it messes you up if you Mm -hmm. drink it or fall in it or you know so zon has always been connected with like chemicals and right stuff that enhances you right like it's 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 the science excuse for magic right right in the in the zon area but I don't think Shimmer was ever like used by name. Mm. Maybe there's a line in one of the backstories that you can read about, mm. but it was definitely not like common knowledge or parlance okay. in the game. There are characters like uh, like Urgot in, in Warwick and Singed that use chemicals actively in the game. Right. Um, but I don't think it was ever like called Shimmer. I think it, could lead to characters like Dr. Mundo in the future. Mm. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I I'm hoping that in the next season of arcane, which is supposed to be a continuation of this story right. specifically that we'll start to see characters like Mundo and, and Zach and, uh, some of these other guys that some of my favorite champions are just really cool. Sweet. I, and are and are based on it. This, this show is making me so much more, interested in like the actual league lore like i i i want to i want to play league and or i want to play a role-playing game like a ttrpg i was just gonna say that same thing yeah yeah, absolutely we've talked about it before but i don't think i would want to do it with fifth edition necessarily i think i do want to do it with something else oh yeah maybe something like that's superhero like some superhero rules Mm. i think might work might work well yeah um maybe you know i'm not sure but i i'm definitely feeling these days like i'm i'm ready to learn more systems me too me too and i want to i want to play some more games so um i think that that might be a a good way to make an excuse to do a superhero game or uh, maybe there's another system to be better if anyone has suggestions as to what the right system for runeterra would be Maybe they even have one that they've written. I don't know, but I wouldn't I don't be surprised that if that's a uh, if that's a project that is currently in process that. Yeah. And, and Riot, if you haven't started that yet, um, I'll do it for free. So, hey, there you go. <laughs> there you go. It's, you might get what you pay for. It's but, you out know. there. Um, it, it's out there. If Andrew works on it, it'll it'll at least be half decent. Oh, see. Wait. <laughs> Why only half? No, I mean, from 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 terrible to half decent <laughs> oh, is what I'm saying. Okay, that I I don't know if that makes it all the way better, but I'll take it. <laughs> okay, so yeah. Next question. Out of the series, 
Did you have a favorite line or a favorite quote? Oh man. Uh, it's been a couple of weeks already. I don't, I don't know if I have, Oh, okay. No, I do have a favorite line. Okay. It's not particularly poignant, right? It's just a good character moment that caught me off guard. Uh-huh. And it's when Jinx and Vi are like going on or not Jinx and Vi, um, Caitlin and Vi mm. are, are going like through the, like the strip club basically yeah, yeah, yeah. to, to kind of investigate the bad it's guys like underground brothel. And, yeah. It's like a little like brothel thing. And, um, which was very you know, tastefully Caitlin, done by the way. Oh yeah. It's, it's not weird. Yeah. Um, the, you know, you're basically in Vi's home turf. She knows what's going on. She's very familiar with the undercity and, uh, but Caitlin has grown up much more pr- privileged and, and uh, a little bit naive and sheltered. Yep. And they're, they're basically beat cops together. Cause that's, you know, more spoilers is probably where they're going to end up as, cause that's what they are in the game. They're, they're essentially partners. Cool. And um, anyway, Caitlin's like, what do I even do here? I don't know what I'm doing. And uh, Vi pushes her up against the wall and starts talking to her and she's like, you're hot cupcake, you know? And that's my favorite line. <laughs> oh, she's funny. like, Hey, stupid, you're pretty basically. And, uh, and Caitlin takes that advice and immediately is getting information out of people, uh, from basically being flirty and relaxed yeah. in the next scene. And, and it's really cool, but it also helps show that, a couple things. Number one, the difference between the two characters in this given context and environment. And it also hints at a possible relationship between them. Right. Which was cool. I was just like, wow, that was a good line, Vi. That that definitely worked. There you go. And I and I enjoyed Caitlin's character, even though there's less emphasis on her compared to let's say Vi and Jinx, but Well, sure. But they're the main she's characters still important. of the, you know. Um, and maybe I think she'll, she'll be bigger in the next part. I'm, I think, right. Um, I think, did you have one? Did you have a favorite? I did. And it, it actually was used as, uh, as an episode title as well, but I thought it, I thought it was just, um, a really well-written line. It was, uh, uh-huh. the base violence necessary for change. Mm. like something about just maybe it's just how the words go together. Like they just have a certain feel, Um, but also definitely very topical and relevant. Yeah. Like it's, you know, it makes you think of this, this sort of requisite tumult that's that kind of precedes this, you know, any societal flux or it's like any time you want something big to get done, there's always this. It, it's never smooth. It's never easy. Right. It, it, at least uh, at least in American history, we don't typically change a lot of things without spilling some blood and, and you know, throwing some bricks through some windows. Right. Unfortunately, you know, um, it's it's not always the case, but there is. um it's definitely in, let's say, public discourse today about whether or not some violence and destruction of property is justified. Right. 
It's right. And I'm not going to take a stance either way because it's just not that kind of show. Right. But it is something that Arcane um, definitely touches on as a theme. And I think that will resonate with people. Yeah, I think so, too. So that's a good that's a good line to pick from. Thanks. Um, apart from the main characters uh, being Vi and Jinx, um, mm-hmm. did you have like did you have any favorite side characters? Yeah, um, I thought I think I thought the storyline with Victor was really interesting. Agreed. That's another character that they're giving a lot more depth to, where he's just like kind of cartoonish supervillain robot man in uh in the game really and he is just a we're really going deep into his origin and slow transformation he's got so much soul in the show like look up victor on you know from league of legends like on your on your google right now and you'll you'll see the future of where he's going let's see you're waiting for my reaction. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Holy heck. Oh, my <laughs> right. Goodness. So, so you, you see where it's going, right? Wow. He's like, he's like freaking <laughs> Ultron. Oh, my God. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. So I thought we were going to get there the way earlier. Herald. And we're still not there yet. And I'm glad we're not because that's what I would have done. And it would have been worse. Oh, right? man. And I love that they're just like, no, we're not done yet. It's not time. We're not just, yeah, there's fan servicey stuff here, but it's not for that, right? right. We, you're gonna earn your fan service, and you, and it's gonna feel, it's gonna feel meaningful instead of cheap. Yeah, right. Like I, I also watched um, Ghostbusters uh, Afterlife not not that long ago. And and I will say overall, overall, I had a good time, mm-hmm. but there was a lot of very cheap fan service in there. Mm. Mind you, they have a lot less time to work with, but it still was like, okay, yeah, you're, you're kind of taking me out of this. Right. I love you guys. I'm rooting for you, but you're also kind of like telling me that I'm an idiot. Right. Like, and I don't like that. Mm. Um, so, but, but in this, they're like, no, you're going to earn that Victor transformation. Yeah. That, and he's going to earn it, I, which is, also, important. I really enjoyed watching his character like I I felt for him in so many ways like you you can oh, yeah. you can see him going in that direction. But at the same time, like he's you can you can feel why where he he very clearly gets to this point where even even from like episode I think the first time we see him is actually in episode two not episode one but um yeah I think you so. know from from when he meets Jace for the first time to like in the final episode or two you see a physical transformation like you can see him getting sicker and sicker and sicker and you feel terrible for him you're like god like it looks painful he looks like he's hurting and and you see him looking at this magic and you feel the magic like like calling to him and you can tell that he 100% knows this is 
horrendously dangerous, but I feel like I've got nothing to lose. Like this is yeah, my only it's, shot. It's this or die is, is this or die. It's so, so desperate. He, he's got to go for it. Yeah. But he also doesn't feel like he's just this power hungry psycho either. Absolutely. Right. It Which feels is, like a matter of survival. Yeah, it is. And no, uh, I mean, I found myself sitting there like, yes, reach out to it. Do it. Do it. Do whatever it takes. It doesn't matter. Right. Right. And I know, <laughs> I know it's not going to end well. Right. Right. Like, yes. And, uh, do it. And I'm like, but do it. Maybe it'll be okay maybe somehow. It, but it won't. <laughs> maybe it'll be okay this time. And I don't know. Maybe it will because Arcane is taking some liberties to be like, you know, we are also kind of our own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, which is cool. That would actually be, by the way, the, the game actually released, uh, free skins, uh, based on the show. Right. I mean, of course they did. Jinx, Vi, Caitlin and Jace all got their own skin and they, they gave that for free, Uh, but no Warwick, huh? Dang. Well, (laughs) Warwick's already perfect. As far as I'm, as far as I'm concerned, like in terms of character design, I just I I don't know how you improve on it. I think nice. it's just brilliant. Um, I, I love my my blue werewolf. Oh, he's so cool. So another character that I loved was Grayson. The uh, Grayson is that the cop? Yes the uh, the lead the female. female enforcer. Yes, played. She's voiced by that Sharia yeah. uh, Agdashlu. I think is uh, and you're a big um, expanse fan and she's she's in a lot of sci-fi actually she is freaking phenomenal like when I heard her voice for the first time I was like yeah like oh man (laughs) I got I got so pumped she is she is absolutely wonderful Um, and I thought she nailed the role like she just her tone and the like the relationship she had with Vander and kind of being that like like the one cop who understands and feels for the people that the other cops are oppressing. That yeah. was, you know, it's like she- I have a job to do. We're, we're going to make we're doing business. You're going to trade me someone you want to get rid of. So I appease the powers that be right. like. Right. The she's the old veteran beat cop that knows how the game is played. Right. There's an understanding there. There's an understanding and Vander understands it. The only time where Vander is like, I'm sorry, I just can't play ball with you. Yep. Is when it comes to giving up Jinx or Vi, right? He just can't do it. Or or Clagger or uh or um (laughs) I will I have to tell you, I, I, Milo, Milo, Milo. That's yeah. Clagger and Milo. Right. The first time I saw them, I'm, I was like, well, they're dead. <laughs> they're, they're the red shirts. They don't have like, enough camera like the, time. The moment we saw them, I, I was like, they're not long for this world because no. they're not in the game. <laughs> oh, really? So, they're not. No, Clagger and Milo don't mm. exist unless they're going to like somehow explain some weird transformation that it's really this other character. Kind of like what they're probably going to do with Vander. Um, most of these guys aren't characters. Milo especially struck me as uh, as someone who I totally would have thought was. 
like he he seemed like yeah. like okay he he had this kind of junk rat kind of uh vibe <laughs> he to does him right look like junk rat yeah 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 i thought well maybe he'll turn into twitch somehow i don't know mm. but no they were they were used to essentially motivate the main characters yeah. right so which is fine some people hate that i don't mind i that. don't That's no fine. it's totally fine totally fine so I, I I I like their characters though, and they they what I enjoy is that they acted like kids, right? Yes, they totally like, did. A lot of times in these fantasy shows, you have these like hyper competent children, yep. or or like just really you know good looking people that everything they do is perfect, right? And it's it's kind of obnoxious. It's part of the reason I couldn't watch um, Agents of Shield mm-hmm. because Agents of Shield was just like you know all of these like models that are all brilliant at all matters of science. And I'm just like, this is dumb. Yeah, sure. I just, I couldn't take it. Yeah. Like it, it wasn't, it wasn't realistic in that way. Um, whereas everybody in arcane is like wonderfully ugly and dumb <laughs> and they act like people, right? Yeah. Like that, that's the thing. Like the number one thing for me in a show is I have to have a character that I'm on board with. Oh, Totally. I, I can't even be in love with the universe, at least not at first. I can't care about a setting. Oh, yeah. Like I can't need that a person character. who will kind of be your anchor. Right. Like Westeros is cool and all, but if you don't have Tyrion, I don't care. Right. Right. And Tyrion and uh, and uh, John were, were characters that kind of hooked me right away. Right. Where I was like, I want to see this person win. I want to see this person succeed. Certainly like Arya. Yep. Was someone I cared about. And this show, you care about Jinx, or not Jinx, you care about Powder, yep. right? And you and you care about Vi, you love their relationship. When Milo and Clagger are mean to, to Powder, you're like, oh, here's where it comes. But then Vi steps in, yep. and Vi is this this positive force in her life. Yeah. So then when Vi makes bad decisions because she's a child, yep. later on... You're like, oh, no, but also I you totally saw it. Yeah, it makes sense. It's natural. Of course she did. She's like, 13 of course she did or something. Right. And she did it in a way that was indicative of her character and how she solves problems. It, well, and right? how how a lot of kids would try to solve their problems. Like what I loved seeing was the relationship uh, and not just the relationship, but the actual interaction between Vi and Vander, because you, you hear Vi explaining her thinking to Vander and from, from a kid's perspective, it does make perfect sense. It's like, we all know kids who, who would see the world that way. You know, we we may even remember being kids who saw the world that way ourselves. And while you're hearing it and seeing Vi explain it and going, why can't we do this? Why can't we do that? Like, it's all right there. We have to do something. Right. And because they're they're too zoomed in. They can't see big pictures yet, which I think is. And you've that's the main difference. And you've got Vander looking at her going like you. You can, it's almost like, not only do I see this 
eight steps further based on consequences, but I've actually already seen this show once. Right. Like right? I've been you. I like yeah. I I know what you're thinking. And Vander is also not like a perfect father either, oh, right? Sure. And that's and that's what I like. Like he's great. We all love him, but he also doesn't necessarily know the right answer. And a lot of these characters, you know, I think just one common thread throughout all of them is that they have clear motivations and they and they act like they would. Like sometimes it's surprising, but it's also like on character it right it feels like this, very truthful it's very it feels very truthful and i think that it's relevant to to role playing as well because i think if you want a good study as to how a character might react and act or do the dumb you thing you know this yeah they often do the dumb yeah, thing right like but it's in a way where it's like tragic and what i love it is that like they make decisions that a lot of players wouldn't necessarily make because they know how they should act yeah. and they are adults yeah. playing as characters and they wouldn't necessarily do the thing that helps them lose. Right. Right. And this is where I talk about loving your ones mm-hmm. because it's like a, an opportunity to lean into a failure as part of character development. Amen. And it's just not a thing that most players do, frankly. Well, and you know that, because we all want to beat the game. We all want to show how competent and brilliant we are. Well, and, and it's like, no, man, like, just take it there. There's another reason to to watch this show, if only as a uh, as kind of a case study or an example of, you know, looking at how how a character could fail or make a poor decision because these characters fail oh they sure (laughs) freaking do but they they fail they remain endearing they go through these like no that is why they're endearing that's why absolutely because so many of these shows are don't do that the the thing that endeared us more most to Tony Stark was when he turned his boots on and slammed him up against the oh, wall. That right? w- oh my god! <laughs> oh, you never forget that moment. Like that dude was sitting in his in the Humvee and sipping his wh- whiskey and cracking wise. But then, <laughs> then reality kicked him right in the ball. <laughs> right, like <laughs> it, it just completely upended his whole life, and we love yeah. that. Right. So that those are things that really help us. Yeah. To, to care about you. And um, yeah, the characters fail almost constantly. So by the time you're done with, with arcane, you're like, wow, I love everyone in this cast Yeah, because no one ever gets what they want. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, you love them. Man, for it. it's, it's almost masochistic. <laughs> um, it almost is, but it, you know, or, or one not, difference not is that in terms of sadistic. a, well, I don't know. Like if you are the player in oh, this case, sure. Fair and, enough. And you're, you're role-playing as Vi. Yeah. But keep in mind that eventually everyone does get their cool toy and everyone does get development and they do get powers, oh, yeah. right? Like Vi levels up a few times and you can see it in an event, you know, it's a while before she gets her big power gloves. Yeah. Right. Um, which are, you know, that's her, that's what she has all the time in the game yeah. is these big giant, you know, power fists. 
and Jinx has got her arsenal of weapons. Her big old uh, that she shark switches cannon. between. <laughs> I was like, that yeah, she's got a big old rad. shark cannon. <laughs> oh man, that ending when oh. everything's oh. about to be resolved and they're finally gonna not fail at something. I was like, oh come on! <laughs> and then Jinx fires her ult. Basically, jeez, oh, her her R ability gets fired into. Did you just lose your cancel- mind? Uh, I was just like, no, stop. (laughs) No, you ruined everything. You're (laughs) a jinx. Oh, no, I said it. Oh, oh, I said it again. I said it again. again. Oh, that was. It's it's so great. When I saw that, I I was like, oh, there better be a season two. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, so if the if you know you want to know how to end a session <laughs> I, of D oh D or God. some other game. This show uh, check out the ninth episode of Arcane at the end. This show and its freaking cliffhangers. Cause that's not the only one either. Like they just they'll yeah. hit you over and over and over. But yeah. So you know, I I've gushed over this show a lot. There is one thing I will say about it that is just a small drawback for me. Mm. And I think I think you'll disagree. And I think I know a few other people that are going to be like, no, you're just wrong. But just like as a personal preference, the the show did drag for me in a few places. Mm. It did feel a bit slow. I do enjoy how much time and care and uh, attention they gave to development but for me, there were some shots, there were some scenes where I'm like, okay, like, can we keep going? Mm. Where, you know, there was some, there was some slowness. Yeah. But that is, again, a minor quibble. I still would give it 10 out of 10 in everything, right? It's just, there was, I did catch myself checking my phone every now and then. Mm. Fair enough. I, but that may have more to do with my low attention span, my video game addled brain and being on TikTok, you know? Well, I mean, you said it, not me. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, you know, I, I didn't like the first few episodes of Jessica Jones, but eventually I felt like it got somewhere and then it got more enjoyable. Yeah. But so, you know, I, I think, I think, you know, I could sit here and gush about this show for for freaking ever because I. Well, but that I is an it. important question, though. Like, what do you have anything about the show you didn't like? Mm, let's see, man. I I, <laughs> I did because you do tend to like gush. A no, bit. I I know, I know, and I I will happily own that. Um, but f- for me, like it, it checked all the boxes for me like like even if there were times where it was slow it was so beautiful like mm-hmm. anytime i paused the show anytime it was like i read an article that i think summed it up really well like any shot you look at almost like Without exception, none of it felt superfluous. It's right. all desktop wall. I like how I material. asked you to criticize anything and you gushed more. Oh, <laughs> I mean, see, I I feel like you knew that I would, and it was just a setup. Um, 
Yes. <laughs> like I, I can't for, for me, the show is, is a, is a perfect freaking masterpiece. Like yeah. I, I think it definitely deserves the title of masterpiece. Yeah. And that, that being said, you, you mentioning that you felt like a few spots were slow and that, that that wasn't quite doing it for you. Even though I didn't have that issue, I can see why you would like, I, Mm -hmm. I get it. Like there were spots that were slow. The slowness just didn't bother me, I guess. Sure. 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 The thing, but, and, and and that might be, indicative also of my enjoyment in a way because i'm i want them to keep revealing things right and i'm like no no the episode's gonna end in 20 give me more give me more give me more stop panning (laughs) they they do they did have some 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 long pans i mean mind you they got some great art to show off so why not right but at at the same time i was like no you're not talking be talking all the time i but at the same time I love that it lets things breathe, right? You know that, right? Because if it was, it definitely just does that. Wham, bam, 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 just constant. Well, and I'm certainly not asking for that, but yeah, it, it's it definitely doesn't break your neck. Because when the show does hit, like the action sequences, and there are a fair amount of them, are like everything's earned. I will say this: like everything seems earned. Uh, there is a very emotional scene at the end of episode three mm-hmm. was we're about to transition out of like the overall act one yep. of the story that is very heavy. Yes, it is. Yes. Like in terms of like animated character acting, you know, really kind of just going there. Oh, yeah. I don't I don't know if I've ever seen anything like I I haven't either. That's one of the things that struck me the way they captured so many of these raw human emotion, desperation and grief Mm -hmm. and and madness that begins to come over young powder as a child. Like you just see her face and the expressions that are like kudos to the animators who just just do it. But also the actress that just absolutely holds nothing back. Yeah. And that really could have become meme worthy. It really could have become embarrassing or cringy. And it didn't. And it didn't. Instead, it sticks the landing and it feels earned. Right. It's like whenever you watch like those, like, uh, you know, I don't want to pick on people too much, but let's just say there's some films where they do a really good job of showing a really cool shot. And it's supposed to be this emotional moment. And you don't feel. Yeah. It, right. Yeah. Yep. Like maybe it maybe a certain collection of films about a certain super man, let's say, who comes from a different <laughs> planet. And the films often have a very gray palette, let's say. Uh. Okay, you know, there's like, wow, that's a really cool shot. And I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That just that just happens over and over and over again. You know, I I think um, the one last tiny thing that I that I just want to make sure I mention, because when I uh, read about this, it just it blew me sideways um, (laughs) was. The fact that they didn't use motion capture at all for the show, all the characters, all the animation is hand animated, Wow! which is 
I thought for sure they would have mo-capped and then cleaned it. Because nope. I could tell that yeah. some stuff was hand animated. Not because it looked bad, but because it looked good, actually. Right. Because w- when something's fully left to mocap, it looks you get kind of janky, actually. Uncanny Valley sort of weird it stuff. It does, yeah. 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 Yeah, I was trying to put my finger on it, but I think that's probably the best way to describe it. Yeah. Yeah, or it's it's like it looks like a doll almost. Right. And this had all those basic rules about squash and stretch yep. and and follow through and exaggeration, secondary motion. Mm-hmm. You know, everything was in this again in the service of character. And I and I just I love that when things are when all things are in service of ex, of character expression. Yeah. So. That's that's what I want to see in a show. So major kudos to Fortiche, yeah. the uh, the French studio that did the animation. Like holy oh, Moses, man! Those those guys. I think uh, I was also reading that they, because of this project, they went from I want to say uh, in terms of employee numbers, they went from something like like low double digits, like maybe 20 or something for this project. They were, they're up to 300 employees. Yeah. Well, and that's probably going to stay that way too. Cause this was, this was just a tremendous success and, and I, I loved it and I would recommend it to basically anybody. Oh yeah. Um, that, that likes fantasy role-playing science fiction. I don't even think you need that. You don't even need to yeah. put the cap. I I don't know if it's for kids. I but. would recommend it to anyone 14 and up. Like sure. you go on yeah. IMDb and you look at like the top shows of all time. Arcane is number 14. Like amongst it, it is in the rarefied company of like shows like The Wire and Breaking Bad. Like it's rubbing mm-hmm. shoulders with those freaking shows. It is probably the only the only animated one up there. I'm sure it may be. It may be. It's yeah. like, man, if somebody told me this is like a once in a lifetime show, I I necessarily find that to be uh, to feel like an yeah. exaggeration. It is an extremely special thing. It does make me excited to to run a game in Ruterra someday. It makes me excited to play in one. It's just, it, it, but it's funny to me coming from like 08, 09 and playing the earliest version of the game. It's so wacky. It's such a cartoon. Yeah. And everything is so shallow just to like barely get a game together mm-hmm. to this thing. I mean, it's oh, like if, if somebody told you back then that they would the, make the, something like that this. would lead to this. I would be like, these are not the same property. <laughs> you just slap them right in the mouth. You just, you <laughs> shut these up. Are not, you shut up right now. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, but it is, uh, it's just a, it's a great achievement. And I, 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 I highly recommend it. I think it's inspiring. Yeah. So, but it, I will say it is heavy and it is, um, it's sad. I, I think, uh, but it's worth it. It's, it's definitely not going to, uh, make you feel a lot of happy vibes necessarily. Sure. But that's okay. That's okay. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, you you don't always have to have that. You don't. You don't. Just watch this, then go play some D and D. Go do the dumb thing. And you'll have a great time. 
you get that balance. But I would not necessarily say you should therefore go play League of Legends because I would ex- um, expressly say don't go play League of Legends. <laughs> go, you know, happy medium. Go play some TFT. Yeah, team there fight you tactics, go. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, play a little team. Tech. Actually, one thing you can do, maybe you would. I think you might even enjoy this, Andrew. Ooh. Is um, Riot did release like kind of a, a an RPG um, called The Ruined King. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was reading a little bit about that. It's it's not bad. Cool. I, I've enjoyed it. Yeah, maybe give that right a try. On. You know, just to get into the world a little bit. Yeah, it's a different section of the world. Um, it takes place like in Bilgewater, mm-hmm. which is essentially pirate world. Yeah. So right on. It's pretty cool. Right on. Well, everybody, thank you for hanging yep. out <laughs> with us for this marathon gush session. <laughs> um, and uh, if you're still here, if, why? If, you're, if you're still here, <laughs> I mean, either you've been but thank spoiled you. the heck. uh or you're just as in love with this as we are. Um, you know, I don't even have anything crazy to say apart from I hope that this show inspires all of you guys the way it has me. You know, it lit my brain up um, and it was an extremely beautiful thing. And I think that there are myriad lessons and inspirations that we can take from this show and I hope that this is the first in a huge evolution of the genre. And um, thank you to Netflix for taking this kind of risk. And I'm so thrilled that it's paying off for them because this stuff is so cool. So until next time, everybody stay inspired. Bye. Bye.